Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, Halloween edition. This is Henry Liu, and today I'm joined by Christian Diadamo. Christian, how you doing? Doing well. Happy Halloween. And Porfirio Rangel. Porfirio, how are you? I am very happy. It's Halloween, my favorite day of the year. Loving more than my birthday, so I'm excited to be here with you guys. Awesome. And yes, indeed, today is the exact day, October 31st, 2020. And uh, wow, Perfurio, you said this is your favorite day of the year, even more than your own birthday. Is that right? It is. Uh, yeah. I love Halloween. I love horror. I love the dressing up and having fun. Um, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I was thinking a bit about Halloween. I love Halloween too. And um, yeah, I think for for comic geeks like us, there are a lot of appealing aspects to Halloween. It's a, a day where everyone cosplays, right? It's like the whole world becomes a comic convention. <laughs> for real. Right? Yeah. yeah so that's like kind I, of fun. Yeah, for me today, I went, because my work, we had a costume contest, so I dressed up as Spider-Man. Mm. I totally felt like being at Comic-Con because I was walking around and we was just like, Spider-Man, especially the little kids. They were like, Spider-Man and all that kind of stuff. Like, awesome. It definitely reminded me of Comic-Con. So, And we are doing an audio podcast, but we can see each other through the Zoom, right? And I do yeah. see you're still wearing I'm that still... Spider-Man costume, right? Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Trooper. All right. So uh, another cool aspect about this time of year is everybody's watching horror movies, which is cool. And um, yeah, I don't know what it is. It just it just happens around this time of year. Horror movies start to show up on TV and people are watching and people are talking about it. So maybe we can talk about that a little bit. Horror movies. Do you guys have any favorites or any horror movies you've seen recently you want to talk about well i have one that uh i saw recently that i i really liked i finally saw the shining after so many years and wow first time yeah first time like hmm. um i i really like stanley kubrick a lot of his movies but uh, i'm not really into horror so it took me forever to like watch the shining and like i remember like a while ago when I was in college and I was like, oh yeah, I really like Stanley Kubrick, but I haven't seen The Shining. Are there any jump scares in the movie? <laughs> and my friend uh, my friend said, yeah, there's one, Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> when the title card just goes Tuesday. It, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Jump. It was like the only thing that like really like, <laughs> shocked me. <laughs> yeah. Like I found that like the movie wasn't that scary. Um, like, and like there were there were a few parts in like the first and second act like that like kind of bored me like I was like I was like okay like get on with it like where's this going, um, but like once I like you know it gets to the third act it really gets going like I was really really into it mm -hmm. and like when the movie finished I, I was like kind of left with this like very like kind of eerie kind of like unsettled feeling especially yeah. from that final shot yeah where you see like Jack Nicholson and like everyone there and the dates like the 20, like 1929. Mm -hmm. And so like, 
I didn't really like I had to like think about the movie before I like I think I really decided that I liked it um, because it, there's just something so off about it in a way like it's hard to explain but like the way it's shot the way the actors act and like the more I kind of read about the movie and like kind of what was going on like behind the scenes with how Stanley Kubrick filmed it and like a lot of like the the conspiracy theories that like follow this movie oh yeah and, Mm-hmm. Um, which is an entire movie about, I think it's uh, Room 237. And just kind of like everything surrounded the movie, uh, as well as just like the movie's kind of like just unsettling aura. Mm-hmm. It's, it's even though it's like there were times when like I, I was bored and there were times there. Of course, Stanley Kubrick, he has that very slow pace to it, to his movies. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, yeah. It's very drawn out. Definitely. Like. It just, I don't know, it just, like, envelops you in a way. So, did you end up liking it? Yeah, I did, overall. I wouldn't say it's my favorite uh, Stanley Kubrick movie, but Uh it definitely is up there, and I'm really glad I watched it. Well, I, for one, am very glad that you liked it, because uh, about one year ago, I actually had Perfurio watch The Shining also for the first time yeah and i was all excited to sort of you know share yeah share and introduce this horror classic to him which i I, you know this is a movie that i really love um but uh yeah your your take wasn't exactly that all that positive (laughs) it's not as lukewarm as christians yeah or yours was a little more lukewarm it sounded like Uh yeah so um so that's cool like i'm glad i'm glad uh one of you enjoyed it i'm glad you enjoyed it christian (laughs) (laughs) Uh, how about you perferio have you been watching any horror movies lately yeah yeah i've seen um uh recent ones i've seen annabelle 3 which was pretty good um the curse of la llorona which exists in that conjuring realm because it's produced by James. Oh. Wasn't good. I could tell you. No, that. okay. Not good. Um, and but the most one I could really recommend right now is Hellstorm, um, Marvel Hulu show, show mm. um, which follows like you know like these like, uh, like supernatural beings who can like kill or fight against demons. Um, it's it was actually pretty good. I got to mm. say, it's really pretty good. So nice, you guys. Got time? I really recommend that. It's not scary, Christian. So <laughs> no jump scares. No jump scares. <laughs> All right. But um, it's pretty cool. I totally see it existing in, like the world of like Ghost Rider and um, like Morpheus and all that kind of stuff. So I recommend it. Okay, so that brings us to an interesting discussion with with the show hellstorm i haven't seen it i did watch the trailer um and it did seem like it had some horror elements to it but would you hmm. even consider it a horror show i would still consider it a horror show just because like it has like i mean like you know like something like walking dead like it has zombies and those kind of creatures but would you, it's not scary would you consider consider it horror like i i, I would like yeah 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 you know horror movie 
or show doesn't have to be like shit your pants scary to be yeah. considered horror right uh-huh. there are elements to shows and movies um that can make it a horror yeah or a movie without yeah. having to be super scary right yeah i think yeah. just like yeah. you know having like that like dark element to it that you're just like oh my gosh what's gonna happen kind of thing or like i don't know something that you like i said dark energy um mm-hmm. yeah yeah gives what makes it horror and it doesn't have to be scary but leaves you at the edge of your seat you're just like like bug-eyed wide open like oh my gosh that's crazy like yeah uh-huh. Like you know, like like Christian said in The Shining, you know, not that scary, but like there's like that one act scene when he's like, "Was mm-hmm. it Jack? What uh, is Jack, Jack, Jack Nicholson? Yeah, I think his name is Jack, but also in The Shining too. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Jack. Okay, <laughs> and he's like, does he say something like Jack is here? Oh, okay. here's Johnny. Oh yeah, here's Johnny. Yeah. yeah, like that's not that's not. I mean, I wouldn't consider that like horror scary but that's still freaking iconic and like yeah horror you know yeah it's just kind of like psychological terror right yeah 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 so yeah i mean there are a lot of traits of horror movies that yeah aren't necessarily completely outright scary i mean you know anything from if it's got blood in it if it's got vampires Mm -hmm. if it's got Zombies, mummies, werewolves, you know. Yeah. Crazy guys uh, with butcher knives. Yeah, serial yeah. killers, slashers, mm-hmm. you know. Um there's there's a there's a wide spectrum, right? So yeah. yeah, so our main theme, our main topic of today is Blade. We're gonna get into Blade. Um, but it's a good transition here because um, you know, Blade is a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. And some of the same questions might come up, like is Blade or are the Blade movies considered horror movies, you know? Um, so, yeah, that might be a good question for everyone. Is Blade a horror movie? Hmm. We, we did watch this all together mm-hmm. last week as our movie night. And um, yeah, Blade won. And uh, we did it in the thinking that, okay, this is for our Halloween themed episode and, uh, you know, have it be, you know, a topic of, of Halloween conversation. But I, I think it's a good question. You know, should we even consider this a horror movie? Yes. I, 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 I say it's a horror movie. Like, I mean, got vampires in it and the scary looking vampires, not like twilight vampires. <laughs> like, yeah. The vampires that want to like kill you and suck your blood and um, want to, yeah. And then you got Blade, who's freaking badass and wants mm-hmm. and flashes them up, and then you see all the blood and stuff. And yeah, I, I still consider it horror, even though it's not scary, but I do consider it horror. Yeah, I agree. I'd say, like, definitely a horror movie, it's got the horror elements. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does have that, that like cool action movie vibe as well. Like it's like yeah. action horror, kind of like I guess like Aliens. Or yeah, like, yeah, mm-hmm. or like Predator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree too. 
I think it's a horror movie. Um, definitely not a scary horror movie, but like mm-hmm. you guys are saying, it has all the elements. You know, it's got a lot of blood. It's got vampires. It's got uh, vampire slaying. Um, mm-hmm. And some of the crossover stuff we've been talking about. Yes, it is an action movie. Yes, it is a vampire horror movie. Yes, it is a superhero movie. But I think it's because of the combination of these things that it makes for such a fun ride. You know, it's this is this is a really entertaining movie. And I think it's for for all the reasons I just mentioned. You know, it's it's a combination of all things. It it works great as an action movie, it works great as a horror movie, it works great as a superhero movie. I mean, you know, Blade really like saves the world <laughs> at the end, right? Yeah. It has it's the ultimate superhero ending. He saves the day. Um, it's it's a much different kind of superhero movie than uh, your typical caped crusader type movie, yeah. but uh, you know, definitely a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's get into it. We just watched this uh, last week. Um, we can get into what we liked about it, what we didn't like so much, uh, any sort of initial thoughts on, on the movie itself. But uh, right away from what I liked about it, I really loved the nineties effects and the nineties um, setting just cause I don't know. I love that retro animation kind of nineties movie, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. the big cell phones and the fashion and, the music choices, like the freaking like techno music, yeah, and um, the the way they were sh- the the shots were were shot and stuff. Like I really love that, and um, I mean that's not to say I don't know how I would love a modern Blade movie, but I really love that this '90s vibe that it gave the '90s action, mm-hmm. like how like the the action scenes were totally. Um, overdramatic and the effects were so bad but that's why i liked them <laughs> yeah i love that's that's the one thing i'll right off the top of my back that i said like the 90s that yeah 90s retro vibe yeah this is a pretty old movie now it was released in 1998 so it's 22 years old it it is indeed a 90s movie and we're not talking about a 90s feeling movie that came out in the 2000s yeah. or something. It, it, it came out in the 90s, right? Yeah. This came out before The Matrix. You know, I, I think we all talked about how some of the movie reminded us of, of The Matrix movies some, but this mm-hmm. preceded the first Matrix movie, you know? So you, you could argue that The Matrix was sort of like writing the coattails of this movie a bit. Um, but yeah, it definitely had that 90s feel to it. Um, good and bad, you know, I think a lot of positives to it, like you're saying, Perfurio, but um, yeah, the, the effects definitely are dated, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they, they, they stuck out. <laughs> There's no question about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Any thoughts, Christian? Um, yeah, uh, I definitely agree with uh, what you guys said. Um, do you love that, like, 90s, like, retro feel? Mm-hmm. With like you know you got the trench coat the sunglasses indoors, uh, yeah. Uh, you know blade with the samurai sword, um, and like 
Um, I think what's very, I guess, different about this movie, I guess going back now, uh, is that like the way it's structured is also very different. If if you kind of notice from say like a lot of like superhero origin movies today, like like we watch Batman Begins, <clears throat> and like you can kind of see a lot of like kind of the structure of Batman Begins in a lot of movies, where you have like you know the first half or third of the movie is roughly like their origin and how they get to be who they are, and they always meet somebody along the way that always it becomes like the villain and how the villain kind of ties back into the origin, like Ra's al Ghul, mm-hmm. or like with Spider Man, it's like the Green Goblin. Whereas, like, uh, Blade is none of that. Blade, like, it starts, like, he's already Blade, and he's already, you know, killing killing vampires. And then they go re- after that really awesome opening scene at the rave with, like, the mm-hmm. blood sprinklers. I love mm-hmm, that. That's yeah. my favorite scene in the movie. And then after that, you go into that vampire society that I thought was really cool where you had, like, that, like, council of vampires. Mm-hmm. And they had their own, like, kind of, like, lingo. And, like, they had, like, the purebloods. And there was already, like, this internal war going on. And, like, what's cool is play, it, like, kind of throws you kind of in the middle of everything. And you kind of get little bits of, like, the origins of each. Yeah. Uh, like, little bits of dialogue that describe, like, who Blade is and how he, be, how he met Whistler. And, like, little bits of, like, how that vampire society works. And you kind of see why Blade's hunting him. And so um, you get this, like, kind of back and forth between, like, Deacon Frost and he is his plan and with, uh, with Blade and how he's trying to take down the vampires. And then he meets, like, that uh, that woman. I forget her. What, what was her name? She started in the morgue. Oh, uh, that was working Ka- on the cure. Uh, Karen. Karen. Yeah. Yeah. Who didn't I, I don't think she became, she didn't become a love interest. Yeah, you're actually. all everyone's kind of expecting that to happen. Yeah, happen. you're expecting yeah. that and like and so that didn't happen. So that was different. That was nice. That's Yeah. That's cool. Um and it's about how she's like working on a cure for the vampirism. And so uh And so yeah, there's a lot I like really liked about the movie and it's just so much fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although, you know, uh, of course, with that, like, of like, I think the movie's also like it's pretty dated as well, and there's just mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, there's a lot of like awkward moments and scenes that like maybe may they might have worked back then. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, some just seem just there's just some lines though that you just hear though, and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like his final line: "Some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill." Yes. And that's his like final line. <laughs> You're just like, what does that mean? <laughs> An interesting choice for for that line there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um yeah, one thing you mentioned I totally agree with. The opening scene is so fucking cool in this movie. Um I I was thinking this is probably one of my my top opening scenes of all time like of any movie is so great and like you're saying you know especially in kind of older superhero movies so often we get that origin story right we don't see the superhero emerge as as uh you know in in the peak of their strength until like halfway into the movie right Mm -hmm. Um, 
particularly in in like the first of a series of movies like you're saying like batman begins the first of the dark knight trilogy or or the sam raimi spider-man trilogy spider-man one yeah we don't see batman or spider-man be the, the 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 hero in top form we all know until well into the movie right so yeah. mm-hmm. iron so, man doctor strange oh yeah have that. yeah even yeah even more recent movies like doctor strange right absolutely but it's so cool that like the first time we see blade he's a total badass and he's just he, he, he i mean there's there's so many aspects of this character that are cool you know like just the look, like the first time you see him, you see him in it, with the with the, the the trench coat and and the blade tucked behind his head, you know, and the sunglasses and the armor, you know, and all these these cool weapons. Um, and the look is just on point, and uh, yeah, that that scene is so great, and the setup is cool too because you know I I did I did first see this movie like around when it came out you know like way back when so it it's a, it's been a while since i first seen it but yeah when i first saw it it's like it, it's a, it's great how it draws you in you're 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 kind of in this perspective of this guy going to a party and he kind of doesn't know what's happening and you don't know what's happening and you sure as heck don't know that it's like a vampire dance party right <laughs> and uh so that that alone is unexpected, right? There's this guy and he's he's at this party and it's just it's like he he's sort of getting the sense things are a little off, right? Like something's not quite right. And then yeah, like you're saying, Christian, like the sprinklers start shooting blood everywhere, it becomes a literal bloodbath. Mm-hmm. And um and and then you think that's the twist of the scene, right? You think that this guy's here to party and try to get with this girl, and then oh the vampires are going to eat him. But then, and then Blade shows up. And you're like, what the hell's going on? And, <laughs> and he just starts slaying everybody. It's so great. And, uh, and, and it's like, it's like the, almost like a third act action scene at the very beginning of the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I do agree. It's, it's the best scene in the movie. And like I said, I think it's one of the best opening scenes of all time. Um, yeah. So much, great action, great music. And uh, yeah, it's crazy how the movie is really old, but like I got super hyped when when the scene came on just last week, right? So yeah, I can't say enough about that, that opening scene. So, yeah, for, for someone who watched it, because I mean, you guys both have already seen this movie and that was my first time watching it. And that like way it's outdated quote-unquote did not bother me at all i was like mm-hmm. for this and i appreciate it a lot yeah i think wesley snipes really sells the character like i mentioned the look the look is really cool like it's costuming mm-hmm. and um but there's more than just to the more than just the look here right i think uh the way he does his line delivery um there's there's a certain physicality to the performance too, right? Where um, you know he's just a presence. I mean, we see that in his, a lot of his other movies of, of this era, but um, you know he he just looks like 
he can whoop some ass. You know, yeah, you don't yeah. want to mess with them, right? And he's just uh, he's a dominant presence. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And um, another thing, I, I I did like double check this just now. So Wesley Snipes, um, according to Google, has been training since he was like twelve, and has a fifth degree black belt in karate, and and a second degree black belt in hapkido. And like that's really cool. Like I think he really he really shows it off, and he does his stunts. Mm-hmm. And, like the camera captures it really well. Mm-hmm. And so. Like you see, like you just really see him just kick some ass. Yeah. Oh, that's a great call. Yeah. His, his own training. I think it really shows because there's a certain confidence in the way he, he moves. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can tell like this guy knows what he's doing. He's, he's like highly trained and um, yeah, there's, there's just that, that confidence to to him that, that, that really is like Mm -hmm. perfect for the character because his blade is that kind of guy. Like he's, 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 uh, he's formidable, you know? Like I, I have heard somewhere that, um, I, for, I forget the source, but like Wesley Snipes actually had to slow down a lot of his movements for the camera. Oh, wow. Uh, because that, you know, he, he, he was kind of moving too fast and the camera just couldn't pick up a lot of his movements very well. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, he actually had to slow down and he had it like, he had to like kind of make it work for the camera in a way, but usually, usually when you hear of an actor as a role, like they they practice, they get you know in shape for the role, and then that's that's kind of it. But Wesley <laughs> Snipes, yeah, he's the real deal, um, and like he really becomes Blade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, so yeah, maybe we can talk about some of the shortcomings. Um, anything about this movie, you guys? didn't like so much um so like like i said there were uh there's some of the moments or like kind of like dialogue just comes off like kind of awkwardly like as i mentioned with uh his, his final line um and like uh it seems like a lot of the movie felt like kind of improv almost you know like a lot of his lines like he kind of says he's like kind of strange one-liners a lot um, or like there's, there's like a part where like he does this like fist pump, like, and like has oh, yeah. this like really kind of awkward <laughs> smile. Yeah. In a way, like he, he, he does that, like, I think a couple times in the movie. Um, and like, like, let's see, what was another part that I thought was like kind of strange or awkward? Um, oh yeah. What? Whistler had cancer, but mm-hmm. um, you know he just kind of dies anyway from the <laughs> vampires. So it's like why 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 right. can't why like put like the setup in for cancer if he's just gonna get killed by vampires? Oh yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, there were yeah I there are some plot points that I was just like why do that like the whole reveal that his mom is still alive. Oh yeah, how she didn't um love him and all this stuff and i was just like like you knew about your kid like why didn't you just like keep him and then raise him as a vampire you know Mm -hmm. and this whole thing about like you know i don't know like instead of like saying like oh you're not um 
you're not for me anymore or anything like that and how uh what's his name the the main vampire guy deacon frost yeah how he turned the mother right into mm-hmm. yeah uh, um i just just like out of all the freaking vampires it was him like like how you guys are saying how like or how you were saying christian like in like batman begins um how like that the villain placed some role in the origin story i was like oh like what are the odds of this oh it's like yeah. too much of a coincidence yeah yeah mm-hmm. um, but yeah there were just some like plot points i was just like this doesn't make any sense but okay we'll <laughs> um i don't know and like other vampires they like uh, I don't know, like the Council of Vampires, they didn't even fight back or anything. They just started like, okay, we're taking us uh, prisoners and we'll be tortured and all this stuff. Like, you know, they're supposed to be like these almighty vampires who are like pure blood and they totally like give in without resisting or anything. I was just like, okay, you guys are not powerful, I guess. I don't know. Like, yeah. There's just some plot points. I was just like, I didn't agree with but i just won with it because i was like it's the 90s it doesn't have to make sense <laughs> yeah there's some solid points i think there definitely are some plot holes yeah i think it's a good point about the mom too because clearly they were setting up that moment at the end mm-hmm. where i mean i don't think we gave spoiler alerts here but yeah spoiler alert on spoiler blade alert. <laughs> <laughs> blade does kill his own mother at the end of this movie right mm-hmm. so that that's a pretty powerful uh, moment right um but it wasn't really set up all that well right because yeah like, oh, for all the reasons you guys mentioned right like you know it just it was just the, the, that storyline wasn't really hashed out right so no. they were just really setting it up for like oh my god blade kills his own mother but um yeah, it just, it wasn't like a really a, a developed storyline. Yeah. Yeah. And that whole, uh, that whole tension about his mother, like really like close with him when Blade was like tied up and stuff. I was like, this is so weird. Oh yeah. That part was it looked so like, awkward. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> a little bit. It looked like she was like, like, I don't know, going to kiss him and <laughs> make out of him. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a mother and son. Like what the? Like I know, like I like I think they they look like they were supposed to be the same age, but you know, obviously they're not the same age. You know, since vampires age slowly and everything. Yeah, yeah. The fact that they look around the same age made it uh like even more awkward, right? Yeah, that was kind of strange. It was so weird. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I didn't like that scene. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I'm de- I'm definitely with you guys on a lot of this. Um, ultimately, you know, it's it's an action horror movie that really focuses on on like vampire killing, yeah, and uh, and uh, an energetic techno soundtrack. Um, yeah. So I think you know a lot of this we can let slide. Um, for me though, like the the effects are pretty hard to get over. Um, look, it, this is an old movie. And um, even then, I don't think it had, like, an enormous budget. Um, but the CGI in the movie is just 
pretty atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> it just looks fake as hell. Um, and uh, yeah, we're, we've talked about this, but it, the, the effects in this movie uh, do not age well. And it, it's almost like the CGI stands out particularly because um, the action is so good. You know, we've talked about Wesley Snipes being a trained martial artist and um, the fight choreography is so cool. The practical effects are pretty effective, you know, blood splattering and, and uh, sword fighting and, and Blade's got that, that cool uh, uh, spinning uh, uh, blade that he, he throws yeah, around. That like battering like thing. Yeah, yeah, super cool. But um, so all the practical stuff looks cool. But then anytime there's any CGI, it just sticks out, mm-hmm. sticks out like a sore thumb, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's yeah, it's it's hard to get over some of that stuff. Yeah, especially at the very end of the movie, when um, they're all summoning that demon, and there's like the mm-hmm. the like the skeletons that come out of the people's mouths. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. Um, like oh, uh, of course that great moment when Deacon Frost gets like cut in half and gets put back together. And you see that like blood column. Yep. It looks terrible. It looks so bad. (laughs) And it's, it's, uh, it's a real key part of the movie. It's supposed to be this moment where you think blade has vanquished his opponent. Right. But wait, no, you know, he's not dead because he has, he's he's like a super vampire. Right. Mm -hmm. So he reforms himself. Um, so it's supposed to be this sort of uh, this gasp kind of moment, right? Oh my God, I can't believe he did that. But but instead it becomes, oh my God, look how fake this is, right? Yeah. It, you know what it looks like? It looks like whenever you watch like uh, more contemporary movies, like the behind the scenes, mm-hmm. um, like uh, here's the, the unfinished visual effects mm-hmm. cut of the mm-hmm. scene, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this is like we're gonna we're gonna spruce this up in in post production, right? This is just mm-hmm. what we got right now, right? It looks like they just left it that way, right? Yeah, that's what it looks like. It looks that bad. <laughs> yeah, um, but I was, uh, yeah, I was thinking like a Mortal Kombat like fatality <laughs> from like the PlayStation like two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, cer- certainly you know it wasn't a perfect movie. Um, but overall, it sounds like we all enjoyed it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Blade trilogy. I know the three of us have seen the trilogy to differing extents. I have seen all three. Christian, you've seen one and two, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I saw parts of three, like on TV, okay. but I guess I can't really talk about it. Like, not enough to really mm-hmm. say anything about it. Gotcha. And then Perfurio, you've just seen Blade 1, right? I just saw Blade, Blade 1. But I okay. want to watch the other two. <laughs> but, yeah. Got it. Okay, so we're kind of the full spectrum here. Um, I have seen all three, like I said. Um, and I've seen them all recently. You know, I didn't really talk about, like, the horror movies I've seen recently. So let me talk about that a little bit. Um, we have really watched... gone to the Halloween spirit with the Blade trilogy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's kind of cool how it all came together um, in preparation of our worst superhero movie ever episode. Um, I did watch Blade Three, and um, you know I had mentioned it on that episode, 
but uh, I really love that movie. You know, it is, it is, is nowhere near the worst superhero movie ever. Right. <laughs> um, and then in preparation for this episode, we all watched Blade together. Um, so I only had one more to go. So a couple nights ago, I watched Blade two. So I watched the whole trilogy not that long ago. Um, so a couple things I'll point out. It's kind of interesting. Uh, you guys have been mentioning how um, some of the lines in Blade One are, are corny and they kind of stick out. Uh, I, I guess it's true, but I, I have to say, you know, maybe a little warning, particularly to you, Perfurio. Blade Two and Three have a lot cornier lines than Blade One. I think, <laughs> you know, Blade One. I feel like um, it's. Uh, I think Wesley Snipes acting is the best in Blade One out of the whole trilogy because in Blade Two and Three like literally everything he says is like a catchphrase, you know, like, I mean, I hate to compare it to Arnold Schwarzenegger in Batman and Robin, but it's a little like that where he doesn't, he's not like a real person. He just kind of talks in meme speak or, or catchphrase speak, you know, I mean, he is, he's a pretty quiet character. He doesn't talk a lot. Um, But yeah, Blade two and three, they kind of take it to the extreme where, he says almost nothing, and then he only says these kind of hokey catchphrases when he does talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will say that yeah, Blade One to me is kind of his best performance, you know. And when you guys are saying he's got corny lines, I'm like, I guess, but it gets cornier. <laughs> it yeah. does get cornier, yeah, right? It, it does. And um, and, and just just furthering on that, um, you know, that's not to say not not to say that Blade Two in particular is inferior to Blade 1. I think Blade 2 is is better than Blade 1. Blade Blade 2 is like is is like an all-timer. Like it is it is it is like a great great superhero movie. One of my favorites. And um yeah, like we're we're mainly going to talk about Blade 1 today. Um but yeah, there's so much greatness in Blade 2. Um the action is really great in Blade one blade two really steps it up a notch and um the uh the the monster aspect of blade two is great you know guillermo del toro is the director of blade two and he is famous for classic monsters in all of Mm -hmm. his movies right yeah and blade two is no different uh the reapers the main villains and um so good yeah and blade two really cool like they have the the detaching jaws Mm -hmm. and everything super cool um yeah, i did find out blood. yeah the, the the way the reapers suck blood in blade 2 is really cool um i did find out that uh blade 2 not only directed by guillermo del toro but the fight choreography is from donnie yen who is in the movie and is is well known for the Itmon movies and uh, mm-hmm. rogue one um yeah but he he does the the martial arts choreography for blade 2 and it shows oh, huh. it's so badass that. yeah yeah so he he yes it's so great yeah so the 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 action really is taken up a notch there's more action in blade 2 and the action in it is superior um Mm -hmm. and a little bit on blade 3 uh blade 3 like it's kind of notorious for being a troubled production and um yeah it's it's kind of the i don't know like i would say the corniest of the trilogy um like blade one you could look at it as being um, it has more character development. Like I said, like 
Wesley Snipes is probably his best acting performance in Blade One. Um, and they actually spend some time to develop story and characters, but Blade Two and Three are, are kind of more just sort of just like just throw action at you and throw effects and everything. And and Blade Three, at least Blade Two had had the artistry of of Guillermo del Toro behind it. So even though it's a little sparse on like plot and acting, it's kind of made up for by like a really sharp looking movie like this guy is like a master storyteller right um and that shows blade three it's just it's just kind of uh you you lose that artistry a bit and it becomes a little bit like lowest common denominator um and it's just to me it's just it's still fun you know it's a lot of fun and kind of like blade two there's a lot of action definitely more than blade one and the action in it is is quite well done not as good as two i i would say um, but a lot of fun. And, and one big uh, positive to Blade 3 that I think it has over the first two is it actually has some Marvel fan service. You know, when Blade 1 and 2 came out, Marvel was, was not like a strong brand, right? Mm-hmm. And neither of those movies had the Marvel logo at the beginning of the movie. Like, can you imagine nowadays a Marvel property not announcing Marvel <laughs> and having the banner at the beginning? Like, it's, it's yeah. a huge selling point now, right? But back then it wasn't. Blade Three came out in like 2004. So, um, you know, Spider-Man uh, 1 had come out. So Marvel was like uh, on the upswing, right? So they actually did do the Marvel logo. So that's a little bit of fan service, but more so was they actually did a nice call out to like the, the origins of the Blade character in the comics because uh, the Blade character didn't just appear in a Blade comic right away. He, he, he started as a side character in the Tomb of Dracula series. And um, he was basically Dracula's mm-hmm. nemesis, right? Um, so they had a shot of a Tomb of Dracula comic book in Blade 3. So a really cool little shout out. This is back when that kind of fan service was not really a thing, right? So that was really cool to see. And yes, Blade's main villain in Blade 3 is Dracula. So it's a total shout out to like the original Blade character in the comics. Uh, so yeah, if you're a fan of Blade in the comics, you might argue that Blade 3 is your movie because you're really getting Blade as he was sort of originally intentioned as as the arch nemesis to Dracula, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And yeah, you, you get, to me, it, it was a super satisfying Blade versus Dracula battle at the end of the movie. And um, yeah, it's, it's just a total homage to to the, uh, the early origins of the Blade character. Mm-hmm pretty cool to see oh man yeah i gotta see that well i'm so pretty cool Uh there you go um what else here yeah i think i think that that's that's a pretty good summation on the trilogy i think oh and you know just another thing like i i just looking back like i kind of missed the boat on all this you know i mean um like i said i did watch the first blade not long after release i didn't see it in the theaters or anything but basically like when it was on video initially 
subsequent to its theatrical run, I did watch it and I enjoyed it. But I guess not enough to continue the trilogy because I didn't watch Blade 2 or 3 for a long time. Um, Blade 3, not until like literally this month, 2020. <laughs> uh, Blade 2, though, I did watch like a few years ago. Um, like basically because like I heard like, oh, did you know Guillermo del Toro directed Blade 2 and it's awesome and Donnie Yen is in it and Norman Reedus from Walking Dead is in it and, and on and on and on, right? Um, but uh, yeah, I kind of missed the boat. Um, so yeah, this, uh, this Halloween season, I've like totally rediscovered uh, this Blade trilogy. I'm like, I'm so down for it, man. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like so hyped on, on Blade and I, uh, it's, it's, um, it's kind of cool. It's like, it's like discovering something new that's been around for a long time. Right. So yeah, I really like that. Really like that. Um, you know, now might be a good time to talk about the future of Blade because, uh, there is a future, a bright future to, uh, this character because, as we know, the great actor, multiple Oscar winner, Mahershala Ali, is going to play Blade in a future MCU movie. Yay. Now, what do you guys, yeah, what do you guys think about that? Any expectations there, thoughts? Great actor, great actor. Um, like, it'll definitely be different. He doesn't have that, like, he's not a black belt like Wesley Snipes is. Um mm-hmm. And so you you do gotta wonder, I guess, like, will will the movies have like that same level of like action choreography? Will they have that like same like kind of visceralness? And of course, it's Disney, so the big question is: is it going to be rated R? Yes, yes. big question. Mm-hmm. Which I think. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, I think they're gonna like soften it up a little. Um, Ali, I think he will be a really good, like, Blade, like, talking-wise, you know, like, that intimidation kind of style, like, badass style. But like you were saying, Christian, like, the the action scenes, I don't know. Like, it could be, like, really, like, choreographed, like, um, Iron Fist, and you're just like, oh, God, these action scenes suck. Um, or he could be training it, and then they could be really good, like, in Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's going to be really softened up. Like, like there probably will be vampires and some blood, but it just won't be as graphic. I think they're going to do something like what they did for like Ghost Rider and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and just be like very like, he's right there and enjoy him for how he is instead of about all this like need for like, slash 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 cut up like deadpool style any or anything like that yeah your guys's thoughts are are mine as well so yeah great points one the physicality of the role you kind of wonder if ali has what it takes right so number one wesley snipes is wesley snipes wesley snipes in his prime is you know a unique phenomenon right Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. So Maharshal Ali, he has yet to prove himself in an action role. So there's that. Also, I looked up his age. You know, he is currently 46 years old. Hmm. So he's already older. And I don't know when this movie is coming out. It's probably going to be a few years. Wesley Snipes 
at Blade One's release was 35. So he already had a huge head start. Oh, wow. Not to mention all this training and, like we've continued to say, his physicality. So I, I think this, there's going to be a, bi- a big piece missing there, right? Um, and then, yeah, Perferio, you mentioned, or both of you mentioned, how violent is this going to be, <laughs> right? I, I can't imagine it being as violent as these uh, three Wesley Snipes movies. You know, these are all hard R movies, and uh, the new Blade movie is going to be a Disney movie. A um, lot of question marks. A lot of question marks. I mean, I have a big question mark about Blade, about the Moon Knight TV series, about um, also the the Deadpool movies from here on out. Like, are they going to be rated R or what? You know, Mm -hmm. Um, it's really hard to imagine Disney putting out extreme content like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it's safe to assume that it's going to be softened up a bit. And um, yeah, if we're losing out on the physicality of Snipes' performance and we're losing out on all the bloodshed and all the motherfucker moments, you know, <laughs> you kind of got to wonder, what are you going to get? You know, um, you know, as great an actor as Mahershala Ali is, like you can't rely only on that, right? So... Yeah, I mean, I love the casting. Like, when I first heard, I was like, yes, this is perfect. But then, yeah, yeah, now you think about it, like, what is this movie actually going to be? Like, yeah, what is it going to be, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and like, as much as I love this trilogy and as much as I'm, like, rediscovering it and loving it more and more recently, I'm wondering, like, oh, shoot, like, it's kind of a high bar now. Like, um, it's going to be a tough hill to climb to, like, to eclipse uh, the Snipes trilogy, I think. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, but, you know, look, bottom line, it's uh, Maharsha Ali, it's the MCU, it's Kevin Feige. Uh, chances are we're going to get something interesting and something yeah. pretty damn good, right? So I think yeah. we could put our trust in that. You know? Yeah. So. If anything's earned our trust, it's Kevin Feige and the MCU. Yeah, that's for dang sure. Uh, do do you do you guys see like other Marvel characters crossing over with it, like um, Spider Man or hmm. or um, Black Widow or something like that? Hmm. Well, I mentioned Moon Knight just now, right? So uh-huh. that there was some news recently about Oscar Isaac taking on the Moon Knight role, Mark Spector. Yeah. Um, another very exciting MCU casting news, yeah, right? Cool. Yeah. Uh, he's great a great actor. actor. He's a great actor. Yeah. And the prospect of seeing an Oscar Isaac Moon Knight sharing the screen with a Mahershala Ali blade. Holy shit. Like that could be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And those two characters are very well suited to, to share the screen. So there's there's my answer there in terms of crossover. Now, yeah, I think they need to be careful, um, like having uh, Blade in like a huge team up, like an Avengers Endgame style crossover thing. Like, I don't know if Blade would fit in so much with with like cosmic Marvel characters, right? Um, but if we're talking street level, like 
all the characters you mentioned, Herfurio, like Spider-Man and Moon Knight and like Cloak and Dagger and Defenders, yeah. you know, these type, mm-hmm. type of characters. Yeah, that could be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Defenders who are, was what I was thinking of. Like, oh, yeah, I can imagine like Daredevil, Luke Cage, or um, like Punisher. Punisher. Yeah. yeah, like whenever yeah. they're able to use those characters again. I think that would be that would work well for Blade. Um, yeah, as far but as far as like someone like in the main Avengers team, like the only person I think I could imagine, I guess would be Doctor Strange. Um, that you know, but I don't feel I guess too strongly about that. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and we talked about horror elements earlier, right? And yeah, the Doctor Strange ha- character has some horror mm-hmm. elements to him, right? So, yeah, I, I can see that connection, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, Doctor Strange is... that That's that's a whole nother level. I mean, <laughs> from, yeah. from vampires, right? Yeah. yeah. To, like, yeah, full-on, like... To, like, God multidimensional scene. transport and that sort of thing, right? <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. But, you know, the possibilities are, are pretty exciting. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I kind of would like to see Blade just be his own character for a while and then have the crossovers be later. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw some cool intros of, uh, you know, Black Panther and Spider-Man in Civil War, right? Like, it would be cool if we just got Blade in his own movie and then, like, maybe getting into some crossover later. Uh, we'll see how they decide to do it. But, uh, yeah, I think that might be a better way to go. Yeah, I think so, too. And, you know, I was thinking because the Blade trilogy we we did get didn't deal with origin stories so much, maybe that's a realm they do want to get into now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be kind of interested interested to see, um, like, how Blade became Blade and, um, yeah, get, get some insight uh, on the beginnings, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How he trains, how he meets Whistler. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And maybe get um, like a, a younger actor uh, to, to do those earlier scenes. Um, yeah. So far, I've heard nothing. It's all speculation at this point. Um, like I said, I, I don't know when this movie's coming out. It might be a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. With Although, COVID, everything's going to be a while. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's going to be a while. Yeah. <laughs> Of Although course. I did see an interesting nugget on the internet earlier today. Um, I don't know how much truth there is to this, but um, the claim is that Mahersha Ali turned down a role in order to take the, bl- the Blade role on. And that role was Commissioner Gordon in hmm. The Batman. Ooh. <laughs> Pretty interesting, oh, right? Oh, yeah. So interesting hmm. casting just you know, just generally speaking, but also interesting in that, you know, the Batman movie is, is not far from coming out. So if he turned down that movie to do blade, that means maybe blade is not that far off, you know? Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 We'll see. Maybe it is closer than we think. Could be. I mean, the rumor might be bullshit. (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) we don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if it is true, that means the production schedules were similar, right? So the release of Blade might not be that far away from the release of the Batman, right? Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Yeah. 
All right. Any other thoughts on Blade or the Blade trilogy or, or any of this stuff we've been talking about? I guess uh, I guess one more point, I guess, on uh, just Blade that I th think is cool is like, um, I guess we're talking about like the influence of Blade, how um, it's like the first time you see like David Goyer and like Avi Arad, uh, you see like their names pop up on movies and it's oh, yeah. um, uh, like, I don't think David Goyer like did as much before uh, or Avi Arad and like they are like very much tied to a lot of like comic book movies like going forward like Avi Arad was like on like every Spider-Man and then like David Goyer um, you know, he did like all you know a bunch of DC movies mm -hmm. and so it's like it's like this little movie where they kind of got their start yeah yeah way pretty yeah. interesting too that Blade like the whole Blade trilogy is from Warner Brothers who oh, huh. is so DC now, right? I mean, um, yeah, to have a Marvel Warner Brothers trilogy is oh, wow. pretty interesting in itself. That. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's a good point about the influence of, of Blade because, um, yeah, this is an interesting question. You know, some speculate that if it wasn't for Blade, that there would have never been an MCU. Uh, that's a bit of a stretch, I think, mm. but you could yeah. argue that yeah. um, Blade led to the Brian Singer X-Men, which led to Sam Raimi, Raimi Spider-Man. And when Spider-Man took off, then only then Marvel mm. became a thing. And uh, had it not been for Blade, which kind of kicked it off, and we would have never gotten to Iron Man. We would have never gotten Marvel Studios, etc. Yeah. So again, it's a, a bit of a stretch, but I don't know. What, what do you think of that? If if Blade never happened, or if Blade hadn't been a hit, you know, wasn't well done, and it it wasn't a hit, do you think it would have, you know, caused this uh, butterfly effect of the MCU not even happening? Any thoughts there? It's definitely possible um, because I guess if you think of where like the industry was in like uh, the late nineties, like it was not doing that well. Like that was around the time like uh, Marvel went bankrupt and they sold all the properties out yeah. uh, for movie license to stay afloat. And um, it was also like, if you look at like the other superhero movies around them, it was like Batman and Robin and steel. And mm -hmm. so like, yeah. it's like blade brought it back like blade kind of brought the industry back yeah. and like kind of yeah like you said paved the way for x-men and spider-man and many 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 more yeah yeah good point yeah you kind of wonder if you know it was like this this uh the sole reason for superhero movies to become a thing again um, it's definitely part of it, you know, like just like in the timeline, I don't know, because like the X-Men movie came out in 2000, only two years after Blade. So like if Blade hadn't, hadn't worked or, or, or what maybe didn't even exist, you know, I think you could argue the X-Men movie maybe would, would have still been made, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't know. It's hard to say exactly what was going on behind the scenes in Hollywood, 
Um, and I don't know, maybe if Blade wasn't a hit, like they wouldn't have greenlit the X-Men movie and then they wouldn't have greenlit the Spider-Man movie and et cetera, et cetera. Um, again, it's kind of a stretch. Um, but I suppose it's an interesting conversation because no one thinks of Blade as being, you know, the, 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 the source uh, of all this awesome Marvel mm-hmm. movie content we've gotten, right? But an argument can certainly be made for that. Uh-huh. Um, you know, one thing I will say about, like, what you're talking about, like, the influence of Blade, like, one thing that wasn't really, what, what, that wasn't a, like, major thing in the movie was, like, Blade was, like, you know, like, the first, like, black superhero, I think, right? Like, at the time. Like, this is, like, 20 years before Black Panther. And yeah. his race wasn't a thing in the movie, like, um, but even someone like Karen in the in the movie, like, she wasn't, like, a black woman who was, like, killed or anything right away. Mm-hmm. Like, was the one who was a smart black woman who was helped um, uh, make a cure, you know? And I just think that's, that's pretty rare. Even today, that's, still, that's mm-hmm. you don't see that at all. Like, I just think that that was cool. Yeah, very cool. You know, you know considering that this movie came out so long ago, it, it was kind of striking to see the representation in this movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. it wasn't just Blade. You know, we talked a little bit about Blade's mom being a kind of an awkward character, but that's another black actor in the movie. And there yeah. are a number of black actors in this movie. Uh, and certainly Blade himself, you know, like, um, like you're saying, Perfio, this is, this is exactly 20 years before Black Panther. You know, yeah. everyone talked about Black Panther being this huge breakthrough, and it certainly was. Um, but, uh, like, not many people were talking about Blade. And and Blade, you know, nearly equally is, is, is strong in, in, as, in terms of, a, like, a Black superhero representation, right? You really mm-hmm. get that here. And uh, pr- pretty awesome to see, no question. There is a pretty interesting scene in Blade 1 where we see Blade really beat the shit out of this police officer, right? There's yeah. this, there's this co- corrupt white cop who is like a quote-unquote familiar, right? Yeah. Um, and there's a scene where Blade just, just completely disrespects him and, and beats him up and like kicks him across the room and... <laughs> And uh, and, uh, in this age of uh, Black Lives Matter, a very interesting scene to see. (laughs) Yeah. To say the least, you know. uh, Yeah, pretty cool. And it kind of speaks to the character. Like, he just doesn't take shit from anyone, you know. Yeah. Um, And yeah, you talk about a strong Black presence. Uh, That's Blade. Yeah, that's Blade. Yeah. All right, so... Needless to say, uh, I think um, the Blade character is is awesome. And uh, yeah, I think we're all looking forward to seeing this uh, character live on on the big yeah. screen. So yeah. we will so, get that. So are we, are we going to rate the movie? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, okay, you want to so, start, Perferio? So one through five, right? One, yeah. th- one to five. One out of five. Yeah. One out of five. One out of five. I would give Blade a 
three. Yeah, I would give it a three, I think. Just because I really liked it. I really did. Um, but I don't know. I, I guess, like, the effects, like, the CGI effects and just that it was outdated kind of lost its points for me. Like, some of the plot scenes that we were talking about, like, that just kind of lost points for me. But still really good. I would recommend it. It's it's good enough, yeah. Ron? How about yeah. you, Christian? Uh, I would give it the same score, three out of five. Um, yeah, for pretty much the same reasons. A lot of fun, a lot of great action, but, like, yeah, just some, like, the some some awkward some awkward dialogue some awkward yeah. scenes like you mm-hmm. know like with, like like we said with like the mom and um like you know just like a few things kind of here and there that you're just kind of wait what yeah but overall a lot of fun a great yeah. time <laughs> cool all right so for me i'm gonna go with four definitely enjoyed this movie a lot um Agree with some of your criticisms, um, mostly the the effects, though. Yeah, like um, like I said, it was hard for me to get past some of the shitty CGI in this movie, <laughs> no question. Um, some of the other stuff you guys have been talking about, though, um, not so much. Like I don't know. Uh, like this is kind of more my era, you know. Um, so maybe like what you guys see as, as corny lines or, or bad acting, like I just embrace, you know, I think it's great. (laughs) I think it's funny, you know, when, 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 um, when Blade says motherfucker all the time, it might seem out of place for for you, but for me, it's perfect. (laughs) Uh, so I dig that. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I think there's certainly like, a generational thing going on too because um uh yeah i i didn't talk too much about the music in this movie but i love the music in this movie you know <laughs> like uh, to me like we we need more techno music in action <laughs> movies you know and this is techno music like wall to wall um and, and the whole trilogy that, i mean yeah it, Blade is all about like action with techno music in it, like the whole mm. series, right? And I love it so much. Um, it's a really, it's really a, like a sign of the times. You know, we saw that in the the Matrix movies too. So mm-hmm. you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. uh, and speaking of which, uh, they better have some techno music in the Maharsha Ali Blade movie. Yeah. <laughs> right? They got to have some drum and bass. That's right. They got to have that stuff. Um, so there's there's definitely a part of me that's like you know, you know this is this is like my era. Um, that aside though, you know I still I still stand by this movie being fairly timeless and it has uh, has a great appeal to it regardless mm-hmm. of like the era you know. Uh, so sticking with four. Um, so that's cool. Everyone gives it a recommendation. Yes. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, one final happy Halloween to everyone. Um, any, any last tidbits? Any last thoughts about uh, Halloween 2020? Stay safe. Keep wearing the mask. Yeah. There you go. Not just in costume, but in your normal life too. At least yes. for now. <laughs> you uh-huh. wear yeah. a mask. Yeah. And you're um, the superhero. Yeah. There you go. And, uh, you know, 
we've been talking about horror movies during the Halloween season. I think uh, real life is kind of like a horror movie right now. So um, the ultimate yeah. horror movie is coming up soon. <laughs> like uh, basically. Yeah. yeah. So again, you know, we're not going to get into politics and that sort of thing. <laughs> um, but like, I think everyone's feeling it like real life is a horror movie right now. It's kind of been that way for the whole year. Yeah. Um, and like, I think it's a reason like we want to continue doing this show. Like we're just talking about fun stuff. Right. And I think it's nice when we get together, we watch fun movies. We talk about things that we enjoy and mm-hmm. can, uh, can kind of have some like, escapist thoughts on you know um so i don't know i think uh i think it's important to to continue to enjoy your lives you know the best you can right now the safest way you can yeah it's it's tough out there yeah for everyone right yeah so i don't know hang in there everybody let's get through this it's gonna be okay we could do this we got this yeah. And with that, we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Henry, Porfirio, and Christian.